Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. What is conversion? How did you become a Christian? If you were in, if you are coming from different religions or any spiritual background, how did you make the decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Today, we are going to learn a very exciting and interesting story of a man named Saul becoming a Christian. And Saul's conversion is a very pinnacle story in the book of Acts. Of course, there are so many people who are converting to Christianity, the Jewish people, the Jewish Orthodox, and they were experiencing the break, the heartbreaking message of Christ to Jesus that they are sinners so they had to repent they they had to turn away from their sin and they which they did they repented of their sins and they were baptized then they received the Holy Spirit and 3,000 people became a church and that's the story of Acts 2 and then not just in Acts 2 there are so many people who are coming to Jesus Christ and last week in Acts chapter 8 Philip was sharing the gospel to Ethiopian eunuch and that eunuch became a Christian he was baptized and he went back to Egypt, Ethiopia. Then according to history, he planted a church and the gospel spread out. So we can see amazing work of God who converts, who really changes, transforms people uh, to become his people. Today, we are going to learn about Saul and how he became a Christian. So we can see the conversion, the process, and how it really happens. Of course, not everyone has the conversion, same conversion story. I have a different conversion story than Saul's. And you might have a totally different conversion story, but we can learn something very common or some pattern of conversion process. So let's look at uh, today's passage from Acts chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. And immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. All those hearing him continued to be amazed, and were saying, Is this not the one who in Jerusalem destroyed those who called on this name and had come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests? But Saul kept increasing in strength and confounding Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Amen. Wow, powerful message that Paul was speaking. Well, of course, here it was a Saul. This is the Saul's first ministry of gospel, uh, gospel ministry. But here we see that Paul, uh, Saul was speaking very, very important statements about who Christ Jesus was. Jesus is the Son of God, as we can see in verse 20. And in verse 22, he was saying Jesus is the Christ. But this is the message that he was totally against. Now, if you remember from chapter 7, that's the story of Stephen. Stephen was one of the seven deacons. Uh, He was full of the Holy Spirit and he was preaching from the Old Testament about who Christ Jesus was and how he was killed. And he was basically sharing the gospel. But when he was preaching, the people who were listening to his message got angry. And then we didn't see a lot of fruit uh, when uh, when Stephen was preaching there. He didn't see anybody was coming to Jesus Christ. Instead, he was killed. He was martyred. But among all those people who were angry against angry at Stephen there was a mention of a name his name was Saul here we go Saul was right there he was not a supporter of Stephen he was not a Christian he was totally opposite he was a persecutor of Christianity he was angry at Stephen and he thought it was totally right for Stephen to die he deserved to die okay so that was the Saul old Saul. And then 
today's chapter, Saul was not so different because he was on the way to Damascus. For what? He was on the he was on the job. He was on his mission to destroy Christianity. Yes, his mission was to bring cap capture those Christian Christians in Damascus and bring them to Jerusalem to be sentenced to death or any other cruel penalty because he thought the Christianity was totally hoax. It's a lie. It's worse than anything else. He was so passionate to destroy Christianity from the earth. So not just him, but with several people, he were he he was going on. He was on the way to Damascus. There. His life was totally changed. Why? Because he met Jesus Christ right there. So that's the story in the book of Acts. In Acts, he was on the way, and then he heard the voice of Jesus. But not only the voice of Jesus, he saw the light, the light of Jesus Christ. It was so bright, and he lost his sight right there. But it was a very clear voice that Saul, that Jesus is saying to Saul, 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 why are you persecuting me? Of course, Saul did not know who he was, but he was saying, "Who are you?" And Jesus saying, "I am Jesus that you are persecuting." Wow! So Saul met Jesus in person. Right? Of course, Jesus was not in the human form back then. He was, he was,、uh, he died on the cross, and he was,、uh, he was risen from the dead, and he was ascended in heaven. Okay, so this is Jesus who was already ascended to heaven, but he was still the same Jesus Christ, and he was speaking to、uh, Saul right there. He lost his sight. And then he was told that、uh, God, Jesus, saying, "You, when you go to Damascus, there will be someone who will come to you, and he will pray for you." Okay. And then at the same time, there was a man named Ananias in Damascus, and he was one of the disciples. Okay. And then he received the message from Jesus, and then Jesus is saying, "Go to Saul and pray for him." And then Ananias is like, "Oh no way, Jesus!" I mean, he is a very dangerous, dangerous person. He's about to kill a lot of people, a lot of Christians. Now, I don't want to be killed. However, Jesus is saying, "No, that's the some. That's the one that I chose. He is the chosen vessel that he is going to preach the gospel to, not only to Jewish people but also to Gentiles. And he will suffer for my name." So Ananias obeyed God, and he、uh, prayed for Saul, and Saul's eyes were. Healed, and he could see, and he was baptized, and of course he became a follower of Christ Jesus. And today's passage, we, as we saw, right after he was converted to Christianity, he, right after he became a follower of Christ Jesus, he began to preach the gospel of Christ Jesus. That Jesus is the Son of God, and Jesus is the Christ. Now let's pause for a moment. So you see, there are two major things that happen to Saul, and that is the conversion. That first thing is this: surrender to Christ, and the second thing is speak about Christ. Surrender to Christ and speak about Christ. The first one is surrender to Christ. If you go back to the story that I shared about how Saul met Jesus, you know he lost his sight. 
not only hearing the voice of Jesus, but he lost his sight. But it's very interesting. It was not just Saul who heard the voice of Jesus. There are several other people who are accompanying him. They also heard the voice of Jesus Christ. But why in this story only Saul was mentioned, and only Saul's conversion is recorded. Of course, we don't know how many of them actually become Christians because of that incident. We don't know. Maybe it's just Saul. But this is very clear that only Saul lost his sight when he saw the light of Jesus Christ. None of the other people saw the light of Jesus Christ. But what does it matter? What does the losing sight matter in this story? I really do think this this way, that Paul lost his sight, meaning that he could not see physically. Of course, he was on the way with this very clear mission to destroy Christianity. He could definitely see his road, and he was pretty excited about his mission. But as soon as he lost his sight, as soon as he met Christ Jesus, he had to control, lose his control. He could not see. He could not know where he was going. He could not even see the road in front of him. He was totally, uh, he lost his control, uncontrollable situation. What does that mean? He had to surrender. He surrendered to Jesus Christ. In fact, because he could not see anything, he had to be uh, moved. He had to be caught by other people to go to Damascus because he lost his power, he lost his control, he lost everything. Only thing captivated him at that time was Jesus Christ. Lost control. And this is something that we definitely need to do when it comes to Jesus Christ. In front of Christ Jesus, we must surrender to him. Do you remember when Jesus met Peter, it's the same thing. Peter is a very experienced fisherman, but somehow he could not really catch any fish. As a fisherman, it's definitely a humiliating time. And that is not good time, right? Very, very, very humbling experience. However, when Jesus said, okay, cast your net to the right side, and he caught, Peter caught so many fish. I mean, Jesus was not shown as experienced fisherman. He was a carpenter, right? So Peter could say, huh, you're not even a fisherman. I don't even know that you are in our fishing club, okay? But when Peter saw there's something different in Jesus Christ, he had to surrender his life to Jesus. He lost his, Peter lost his control, and Peter surrendered to Jesus Christ. When it comes to meeting Jesus, when it comes to becoming a Christian, we cannot become a Christian by holding something in our hands. We need to let go everything out of our hands. We are totally out of we must be totally out of control. We must be surrendering to Christ Jesus. Well, some people say, hmm, believing in Jesus Christ, if I believe in Jesus Christ, I can. Uh, I don't have to go to hell anymore. I can go to heaven. That sounds pretty good. You know, it's better than, uh, definitely better than going to hell. Okay, so I'm going to take this card of believing in Jesus. That sounds pretty good. But if I still 
do what I love to do, if I still follow something else other than God, or if I follow God at the same time, I follow money, I follow pleasure, I follow something else together, so I still have something in my own hand, if I still control over things on my own, that I am not a Christian. That is not true Christianity. True Christian, true conversion starts with surrender. If you truly know who Christ Jesus is, if you truly know who you are, then you have to surrender your life to Him. God is totally holy. He is purely 100% holy. We are 100% sinner. There's nothing we can do. That is what happened to Saul. Saul met the true light of Christ Jesus. He saw the true light. And in front of true light, he could not even open his eyes. His eyesight was totally gone because of his sin. Even though he was very passionate, he thought that he was a pretty good Pharisee, and he was following God's word, God's will, but he was totally wrong in front of Christ Jesus, who is the truth. He had to surrender of everything he was. That's what happened to me as well. When I graduated from college, I thought I could do everything because I was young and I, was, I thought I was pretty smart, but everything turned out to be wrong. And I failed so many things at the time. And that was the work of God. And I felt like, God, please help me. Please help me. And when God showed me who He is through Hebrew chapters 10, verse 10, that Jesus is perfect sacrifice who forgave my sin, I surrendered my life to Him. Because there's nothing I held in my hands. There's nothing I could except receiving Christ Jesus. Receiving Christ Jesus is not getting just one out of ten cards. It is getting everything. It is giving everything who you are. In fact, you don't have anything. We don't have anything. So there's nothing we can give. But we totally, completely surrender our life to Him and receive Him as the only hope, as the only way, as the only solution, as the only way to live and to die. And that is what it means to surrender to Him. And that is what it means to believe in Christ Jesus. Why do you believe in Jesus now? Because uh, you have to, you you feel like you have to, because you feel like it's a right, right thing to do, or because it sounds better than something else. But what if something else looked better to you? You're going to quickly change from Jesus to the other one? There are so many people like that. They come to church and they sing songs, but you know, when things look, when there are things that look better, sometimes they give in, they yield to that. They quickly turn away from Jesus and turn to them. That is not true conversion. If you're truly converted, man, that means you are totally surrendered to Him, just like Paul right here. It, you don't have to lose your sight just like Paul did, but somehow you lose your spiritual eyes spiritual, the things that you have trusted so far. You have to surrender it. You have to, you have to give it, give it away. You have to give it up and then come to Jesus Christ. And that is what it means to truly surrender to Jesus Christ. But not just that, when you are truly surrendered to Jesus Christ, what happens next is you will become His witness. You will speak about Jesus. Christ Jesus. So let's look at today's verse again. It says, Immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. Right? This is the message 
that he was preaching. And it was also, look at verse 22, but Saul kept increasing in strength and confounding Jesus who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. So Paul was saying, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Christ. This is the gospel message. It's all about Jesus Christ. But look at verse 21. His message was not well received. His ministry, first ministry, was not that successful in human eyes because in verse 21, all those hearing him continued to be amazed, not because Paul was an amazing speaker, but because of the message. And we're saying, is this not the one who in Jerusalem destroyed those who called on this name and had come here for the purpose of bringing them bound here before the chief priests? So these people were very perplexed and uh, very confused. And in fact, these Jewish people began to hate Paul. You know, the Jewish people probably uh, support, they supported Paul for his passion to get things right, to destroy this um, Christianity. So many Jewish people agreed with him, but now they became enemies. Okay? However, Paul did not care about it because he found Jesus Christ. So from early on to the uh, last ministry of uh of Paul, he was persecuted so many times, and his beginning and the ending were not so good in human eyes. However, because he met Jesus Christ, he lived a life of being witnesses of witness of Christ Jesus. His message was very clear: Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Christ. And likewise, this is something that we need to be as well. Now, if you are truly surrendered to Christ Jesus, that everything that you care about is Christ Jesus, you don't really care about the pleasure of life anymore. Of course, we need our earthly, we have earthly needs. However, the biggest need is a spiritual need that the Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, and He is the only one who saves us. So that's the message that we are going to talk to the world because Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it says when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you will be his witnesses you will be Jesus's witnesses meaning that if you are true Christian you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you are naturally supernaturally you become his witness so your life is all about speaking and living about Jesus is the Lord and Jesus is the Christ but the other way around is this, that if you are not living a life of witness, if you are not speaking, Jesus is the Lord and Jesus is the Savior, He is the Christ, then there's something wrong with you. Maybe you've been in the church for 20 years, 30 years, and so many years, but you're just living, uh, you're just going to church as a Sunday uh, Christian then you are not true a Christian. Some people say, yeah, I become a Christian and I become a, a better person. I, I'm a living morally better person than other people. Let me tell you, even other religions teach about good morality. That just because you are becoming a Christian doesn't mean that you'll be a better person than the other religious people in terms of morality. There are very good people in other religions, but if your goal is all about becoming a better person, becoming a good moral person, you have a total you are totally misled. The truth is very different. What does the Bible say? When Paul met Christ Jesus, he became a super moral person, he became a better Pharisee. No. What happened to him? 
the first thing is this. He began to proclaim Jesus Christ. Of course, if you're a true Christian, you will bear nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Definitely includes a moral development. You're becoming more loving. You're becoming more humble. Yes, that is just the spiritual um, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but not just the living, not just your life, but your lips will be filled with the praise of God, with the field of will be filled with the proclamation of Christ Jesus. So you will live a life, holistic life of gospel sharing that you are going to share that Jesus is the Christ and Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Lord and Savior. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. So we see this good pattern of conversion that when you are truly converted first you are surrendered to god second you speak about christ jesus so if you can check right now whether you are truly converted you need to do that right now because you don't want to wait too long because just because you read the bible and go to church doesn't mean that you are christian true christians are the ones who are surrendered to christ jesus true christians are the ones who are speaking about christ jesus he is the lord and savior he is the son of god and christ so let's examine ourselves and let's truly preach the gospel of christ jesus as it is as apostle paul did when we meet christ jesus you cannot take it to yourself only. No matter how people treat you, maybe your friends, former friends will leave you and they may scold you and they may try to attack you. However, we should not be afraid of them and we need to continue to preach the gospel of Christ Jesus as Paul did at his conversion. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message that you save us. But not just that you save us, but you use us as your witness. So, Father, just like Paul, surrender to yourself. Help us to surrender to you and also help us to be witness of you so that we can preach the gospel of Christ Jesus, that Jesus is the Son of God and He is the Messiah. He is the Christ. Help us and guide us, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen.